Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuck show. Halfway home on this Monday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Your Odyssey app. Excuse me is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929thegame. On Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm at JMCH316. He is at the D Lewis for real on Twitter. You know, I saw an article here recently um, talking about Kyle Pitts, and I think it was from Pro Football Focus, talking about Kyle Pitts being the X factor for the Atlanta Falcons. And, and I don't disagree with that. I, again, I have said repeatedly on this show that Kyle Pitts needs to be a 100-catch, 1,400-yard, dozen-touchdown type of player. That that's what he's got to be. If he's going to influence the game the way we need him to influence the game, he's got to be Travis Kelsey-like. And that's Travis Kelsey's numbers. But if he's the X factor, I, I, I tell you who might be the Y factor in this offense is Jonu Smith. Now, if you look through Jonu Smith's numbers, you know, they're not eye-popping or anything like that, right? I mean, you know, he's had he's had some good years, you know, across the league for a couple of different teams. But it's not like he's it's not like he's been Travis Kelsey or anything like that. But you look at the two years that he had with Arthur Smith in that offense for Tennessee. 2019 he had 35 receptions, 439 yards, 12 and a half yards per reception with three touchdowns. Then in 2020, 41 receptions, 448 yards, 10.9 yards per reception, but eight touchdowns to go with it. And so Kyle Pitts may be the X factor when it all is said and done. Jonu Smith is the Y factor. And this guy might have, end up having the sneaky best season for the Falcons. You know, if you look at his time in Tennessee, um, you know, again, his rookie year, he didn't play a whole lot, but 12.9 yards, his second year, 12.9 yards, 12.5 yards, 10.9 yards, 10.5 yards. 
And then the last two years with New England, I told you the 10.5 yards, 9.1. For his career, he's averaging 10.9 yards per reception. Okay? That's a first down on every play that he catches a ball. Every time he catches a pass, it's a first down, right? Now, he had, um, when he was with Arthur Smith, he had 41 catches. Well, let, let's start with 2019. 44, I'm sorry, 35 receptions, 16 of those were first downs. So almost 50% of his catches were first downs in 2019. In 2020, 41 receptions, 25 first downs. So more than half of his receptions in 2020 were first downs. And he also had the eight touchdowns that year. Now, he's by and large not been a touchdown machine. A couple of years of three, a year of two. He didn't have any touchdowns last year. And he had one in his first year with New England. And I don't know that they knew exactly how to use him. <clears throat> and maybe they didn't have the quarterback play. But I think Arthur Smith knows exactly how to use him. I think that he's a coach that he he knows how to deal with him. He knows how to use him. And he knows what to do with a Jonu Smith. And I do think that while Kyle Pitts is the X factor on this offense, that Kyle Pitts is a guy that has to produce big-time numbers, right? He's got to produce big-time numbers. He's got to be a guy that, you know, becomes what that number four pick is all about, right? He has to be that kind of guy. But Jonu Smith may end up with the sneaky good offensive year when all is said and done. And I, I think that can Jonu Smith, can he replicate his numbers like in Tennessee? I think he can be a 40-catch, 400-plus yard guy. If you told me that he was 40 catches, 440 yards, and six or seven touchdowns, I'd be perfectly fine with that. I think that'd be a very impactful year. And what have we talked about consistently here on the show? <clears throat> we got to be really good in the red zone. We can't just be good. We've got to be elite in the red zone. We've got to be a top five red zone caliber team, right? We got to be in that 67 percentile of red zone teams where we score touchdowns 67% of the time. So if we're going to be that, there are going to be certain guys that have to contribute to that. Bijan Robinson, Jonu Smith, obviously Kyle Pitts. There have to be guys that contribute to that. If we're going to be a scoring two-thirds uh, touchdowns on our red zone possessions, we're going to have to get some big-time years from several guys. And I think Jonu Smith can be one of those guys that obviously he knows the Arthur Smith offense. He thrived in an Arthur Smith offense. And if he can average, you know, for his career, he averages 10.9 yards per reception. He was 9.8 yards the last two years combined in New England. In four years with Tennessee, 
he was 11.4 yards per reception. So, you know, a noticeable difference in that where he had, you know, 56 first down catches in 60 games as compared to 24 in 30 games. But first down catches, touchdowns, you know, every time you catch it, it's yardage that averages a first down. I think he can be all of that. I think he can be that. And if if he can get to that, you know, 40, 40, 440, six or seven touchdown kind of guy, I'll be extremely happy. And, again, I think it's one of those things that you look at the way we can run the football down deep. We're going to have Pitts. We're going to have London. Jonu Smith can give us a nice season out of him. This offense will be hard to, to stop. It will be hard to defend against everybody. But that's everybody coming to Well, first off, that's everybody coming together. Second of all, having good quarterback play, having good, competent quarterback play. We don't get good quarterback play, competent quarterback play. We're gonna be we're gonna be in trouble like we were with Marcus Mariota. We have all these shiny toys that he can play with, and he can't do anything with them. All these shiny pieces on offense, Pitts and London and this and that, and we overthrow them every down. You know, like how many times did we see Kyle Pitts get overthrown by Marcus Mariota? How many bad throws did we see by Marcus Mariota? You know, it's, you got to have, again, and that's why when it comes to influence in the game, you know, four things have to happen before Pitts or London or somebody like that can influence a game. And and it all starts up front before they can influence a game. Got to have your line of scrimmage intact before those guys can influence a game. That's why I get frustrated about some of these things. But anyway, but. I think Jonu Smith is primed to have another big year. You know, again, he's not under any kind of long-term contract, so he's going to probably look to get a payday somewhere. I don't know if that'll be with the Falcons or not, but probably not. But if he can come in here and put up some good numbers, you know, and get himself paid, I won't have a problem with all of that. Because we always knew that, he was going to be a guy that probably wasn't I – mean, maybe, listen, maybe he is a long-term solution for the Falcons. Maybe he is a guy that stays around here for a few years and is a long-term solution. I don't know that. I don't know if he is or not. But certainly he's a guy that has the potential in an Arthur Smith offense to put up some good numbers. So we'll see what the, what happens with all of that. And – um you know, again, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, now the Braves are only up four to three in this game as Morton has given up a couple of runs. Um, Freeman doubled. He, um, Mart, uh, who was it? Um, I think it was Muncie or somebody knocked him in. They were a little bit aggressive on the base pass. Dodgers come up with a couple of runs. Um, you've got the you got the. The top of the order going to be coming up. I mean, Rojas at nine, but then Betts and Freeman coming up in the next inning. And now it's kind of, I don't want to say getting away from Charlie Morton, but he's now at four innings, 69 pitches. He's given up four hits, three earned runs. The walk does have the four strikeouts, and he's given up the home run. 
And so it's kind of catching up to him a little bit. Hopefully, maybe he can get through one more inning with the Braves up, and he can certainly be the winner uh, in this thing. But it feels like, you know, unless Morton has just a quick one, two, three inning here, it feels like this may be a five-inning game for Morton. Feels like it may be a five-inning game for him. But, again, he's only at 69 pitches, so that's pretty good. that's a pretty good number. You know, you could probably try to get at least through two innings if you don't start to put guys on, you know, if you don't start to give up too many hits in a row, I mean, you know, it, it's he he might get himself through at least five here, and the Dodgers just got a base hit. So yeah, that's you know, and that could be that could be a double. Uh, no, nope, it isn't. So um, now you got Betts and Freeman and everybody up. So yeah, it, it they're starting to they're starting to accumulate, starting to accumulate some hits. So if Freddie can get through five here, where he's kind of laboring around through all of this, you know, just kind of starting to labor a little bit on the mound, right? I mean, now that's, you know, four four hits and four innings, and he's given up the three runs and the walk and the home run up there, and then obviously the top of their order is now coming up to bat with, <coughs> with Betts and Freeman at the top. So let's see if he can just hang on with this lead for five innings and then turn it over to the bullpen uh, from there. And, of course, you've got Strider and Elder going in the next couple of days. So you feel like if you win tonight, get off on the right foot because the Braves have had their struggles the last couple of years in the regular season against the Dodgers. The Braves have certainly struggled the last couple few years against this team. And, look, it's not a shock that, you know, again, it's it's the Dodgers. They're arguably one of the one or two best teams in all of the National League. So not surprising that, you know, the Braves have had struggles against them. But still, you know, it hasn't been it hasn't been as pretty, right? You know, when Freddie made his return here last year, it was a big emotional series, and the Dodgers handled their business. So, um, again, we'll keep up to date all night long about what goes on with the uh, with the Atlanta Braves. Um, also, too, um, and I think that these are I think it's already underway. Yeah, Lakers and uh, Nuggets are underway. So the first quarter is over. Lakers do have a six point lead after one. Um, you know, the crazy thing about Joker is he's had some, you know, data, he's had some late starts mm-hmm. as far as scoring in these games, yeah. right? Like, like he's, he's allowed Murray to do what he wants to do. Yeah. And then he kind of plays second fiddle. Then in the second half, he takes over. Well, through one quarter, he's only got six points, but he's also got six assists. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. I mean, he's been setting everybody up. It's been crazy how good his numbers are. Um, Kadarius Caldwell Pope has uh, got ten points. <clears throat> that leads, that leads them. Um, Murray tonight's only got six, but he's uh, zero for two from three. So again, Joker not getting off of that fast scoring start, but he just kind of lingers there in the background. He he grabs some rebounds, dishes out some assists. <clears throat> right, I mean, he's been doing that all series long. He's kind of acquiescing to Jamal Murray when it comes to the offensive output early in the game. And he did that the other night, and now he's kind of doing it, you know, here tonight. So uh, we'll see if the Lakers can get back in this thing again. They're not going to beat the they're not going to beat the Denver Nuggets four times in a row. That's not happening. No. And, and they're not going to become the first team in NBA history to find a way to come back from a 3-0 deficit. 
And like, cause you know, I only got the one monitor over here, so I've had this one on that game. In all honesty, they 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 get some good leads, but uh, and they've pretty much been leading most of this game. But they're not like putting their foot on on the on on Denver's yeah. neck to yeah. try to to make sure they can get at least this one. Like Denver's hanging around, and I think that's gonna be a problem. They keep letting Denver hang around. The brooms might be out tonight. We see if uh, did we see if Jack was on TV or anything? Uh, I I didn't notice. I you know. Okay. It's, it's been far views every mm-hmm. time I glance up. No close ups. Yeah. Hopefully he's got. Hopefully he's got the hairdo and <laughs> hopefully the thumbs up to, and everything yeah. along with it. So anyway, all right. When uh, we come back, it'll be time for that's life. <clears throat> um, a follow up to the story we gave you the other night. And our top 10 as well. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back in the Kia Studios. 9.21 on the John Chuckery Show. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app, so you catch us on the go. Social media at 929 The Game, at JMCH316, at DD Lewis for real. We'll get to our top ten here. In just a minute. Did you see where we talked about this last week? Mm-hmm. Jay-Z and Beyonce bought the largest yeah. <clears throat> home price in right. California history. Yep. $200 million they paid for their home. Yeah. Talk of the weekend, actually. Yep. They paid cash 
for the home. They got it. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Brother, they do. They paid cash for that home. I mean, I guess if you've got that kind of money, what's the point in having payments? Well, okay, but you put $200 million into a home. Yeah. How quickly can you, if you had to turn that money around, I'm not saying that they're going to go bankrupt or anything. Right. But right. but how quickly how quickly can you profit off that money? I mean, you probably can't. Maybe this is maybe this is the home they know they really want to just settle in. Uh, again, <laughs> I, I I doubt that. But I mean, again, it sounds good, right? Can I mean, you imagine? Just I mean, what? Well, look, can you imagine going into your purse? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, yeah, it just and just pull out your debit card. Yeah. And, <clears throat> oh yeah, what's this? Two hundred million? Okay, okay, swipe this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just go ahead and, and do that. Or, or you just, you have two hundred million dollars laying around. Yeah. You know, because again, a, a, I mean, a lot of people at that level of wealth, they don't necessarily have just two hundred million liquid. You know, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. it, it's invested in different things. Mm-hmm. You know, good, bad, or otherwise. I mean, you don't always have access to just $200 million in cash unless you start selling off things. Right. Property or jewelry or stocks or bonds or whatever, right? Yep. I mean, you just don't have $200 million liquid usually that easily, that, that quick and easy. Yeah. So I don't know if they sold, sold a house, but think about it. Let's say they sold a house for $50 million, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not even, I don't even know you know, if that's a true statement or not, but say they hold a, held a, um, um, say they held, uh, oh man, oh boy, Freddie Freeman homered. He had a three run homer off. <clears throat> off Freeman, Morton, off Freeman Charlie? Th- nah, yeah, off Charlie. Ugh. Freeman hit a three run homer off Charlie Morton. Now it's six runs. Ugh, boy, Ugh, boy. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's gonna be it for, for Charlie. He got through five innings. Seven hits, six earned runs. But anyway, um, but let's say you sold a house for $50 million. You're still $150 million Away. short on yeah. cash. <laughs> and again, it's not that they don't have the money. It's just that usually you're not that liquid that quickly. Yeah. That you just walk into a house and say, hey, we really want to buy this. Yep, here's $200 million of which is transferred into somebody's account. Yeah. Like wire transfer it to, right? Like, like that Zelle. Like I do that Zelle thing, right? Like they have Zelle right. for your bank, yeah. Like, ah, oh, just wire the money right over to you, two hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. It must be nice though. Must yeah, be nice. yeah. It's uh, it's it's really nice. So. I mean, I would love to just walk into a restaurant and say, you know what? Give me one of everything, <laughs> and here's the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I mean, I'd like to just go to the grocery store and <laughs> right. be able to just pay for groceries. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> there's an auction going to take place, Day Day, of, um, and, I, and I love these auctions. So, um, this summer, a Hank Aaron 1954 Tops card, mm-hmm. that's his rookie card, mm-hmm. this has a grade of 8.5 out of 10. Mm. It's, it's near mint to mint plus. It's going up for auction this coming summer. And I'll be curious to see. We'll keep up to date on this. Yeah. I'll be curious to see what that card, because um, they say it's one of the, the highest graded cards 
for an Aaron rookie in history. Nice. Um, and it's a beautiful looking card. Um, I wonder, I wonder how much that's going to sell for. Can that can that card rookies at eight to I mean uh, eight and a half eight and a half can that rookie? card get to a half million? I think so. Yeah, can he get to a half million? I think so. Mm. Especially, I think so more so because of the simple fact that is you know he's he hasn't been that too far gone from us. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no. Look, I mean he's he's a legend, and obviously you know passed away here recently. I mean there's there's still there's still buzz about a Hank right. Aaron. And again, yeah. that Hank Aaron rookie is one of the great rookie cards of all time. Yeah. So when you're talking about, I mean, it's not. It's not 52 mantle like, right? But in in baseball card lore, it holds up pretty well. Yeah, like it. It's probably it's probably on the Mount Rushmore or something. I mean, it's pretty close. Well, you got to think. How long did he hold the record? Right. That probably has some weight. Well, just yeah. The and the player that and look, a lot of people still think he's the home run champion. Right. Because of the steroids. Yeah. Know, stuff like that. So, so a lot of people still give him credit for all that, but. But he was a beloved figure as well. As that, yeah. Right? I mean, he was also a beloved figure, mm-hmm. the home run champ. A lot of people think he was screwed by, you know, Barry Bonds and stuff yeah. like that. But um, but that I'm going to be curious to see what that card fetches because that could possibly be a half million dollar or more yeah. type of a card. And, and the way these prices are going nowadays, who says it doesn't get to a million dollars when it's all said and done? So, again, you're never going to find a card like that in that kind of condition. In, in you know just wandering around the face of the earth. Right. So. All right. Uh, happy birthday today to Brian Pillman, flying Brian, Brian, Brian Pillman. Pillman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he died. You know, he died right before. He died the night of that pay, that WWE pay per view. Yeah. You know that that he died earlier that day, mm-hmm. and you know Austin. Um, the that reason was, that Austin that was his had boy, that, right? So Austin, yes, they were tag team partners yeah. in WCW, right? They were the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah. And, and they feuded in WWE. Yeah. But when Austin would wear that gold chain, mm-hmm. that was given to him by Brian Pillman. Yeah. And okay. I think what Austin at the pay per view, um, he took that he took that chain off and put it just set it in the ring. Yeah. Because they did that whole tribute to Brian Pillman. I think that might have the, the tribute might have been on Monday Night Raw because I think Austin came in the ring. Oh man, was that? Trying to remember, it might have been the Owen Hart tribute where Austin came in the ring and put the beer can in the middle of the ring for Austin or for uh, Owen. Um, but but I believe it was Austin that when he did the Pillman tribute, he put the he took his gold necklace off that was given to him by Brian Pillman because he was always wearing that gold necklace like in 96, 97 when he first came in the WWE. And he put that chain, that gold necklace in the center of the ring in honor of Brian Pillman. And I forget what that pay-per-view was, um, but he died like the night before they were supposed to wrestle in a pay-per-view. Not him in Austin, but he was supposed to wrestle somebody right. at the pay-per-view. Because that was 97, right? He died in 1997. Yeah, look, yep, it was 97. Yeah. Because yep. the remember, that whole stage thing was 96 with the whole gun thing and everything. So, yeah. Right, when he was on Raw with yeah, the gun. With yeah, with the gun, yeah. yeah and, his, and Austin was breaking into his yeah. house and all that yeah. good kind of stuff. So, uh, And then it's also Naomi Campbell's birthday uh, today, which got me thinking. For our top ten list tonight, Day Day, your top ten supermodels 
of all time. The floor is yours. All right, I'm going to be telling my age here with some of these, I'll still say young ladies. Um, Naomi Campbell, Heidi Klum. I think Naomi Campbell at one time dated uh, Robert De Niro. Really? Yes. I don't think I ever knew that. Yes. She dated Robert De Niro at one time. All right. My OG, Christy Brinkley. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who was married yeah, for, to, for uh, Billy Joel, yeah, Billy, Billy Joel. Yep. That, that's who Uptown Girl is. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yep. But she was actually in the video, actually, yes, if I not remember. Yeah. Yes, she was. Um, Iman. Uh, it's, and, and their daughter that they had together. Uh-huh. That, that song that he does, the Down Easter Alexa. Okay. That's the name of his daughter. Oh, wow. Alexa, okay. That, they, that the two of them had. Okay. All right, um, got Iman, Tyra Banks, uh-huh. yeah, uh, Kate Upton, of course, got to have Giselle. You know, on here. you know. Let's start with Tyra Going Banks back to for just a second. Tyra, uh huh. You know, I she got obviously criticized because she, I, I don't want to say blew up, but you know, she got a little bit bigger and thicker. Yeah, well, she had she had that mommy weight that she never let go, but. What was wrong with that? Though? Nothing. Well, I guess in model, model, yeah, I guess in again, that world. In, in, in waif world, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you're when you're not a waif or whatever like that. But she looked like, she looked like she a. She great. Uh, yeah, like a woman, <laughs> yes, though. Like she looked like a woman, yeah. you know, that, again, looked fantastic yeah. and has a great look. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I could never understand why, why people, like, critiqued her for all of that. I mean, just. She looked phenomenal. Yeah, she and, did. And, and again, it was, I think, you know, again, she looked like a, a normal woman. Like, yeah. is she not allowed to look normal or something like that? But I mean, anyway. That's the world we live in, bro. Yeah. Uh, Kate Upton, of course, got Giselle on here. Hillary Rhoda. Can I tell and- you that Giselle, though, is, I think she's got to be, well, I mean, she is Brazilian, but she's got to be annoying, right? You think so? Yeah. She I mean, she drove be. Tom crazy. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Hillary Rhoda and my uh, number one, Gigi uh, Hadid. Really? Yeah. Wow. She's a cutie. Yeah, she's uh, she's really young, too. Yeah, yeah she is, yeah. Um, she's still a cutie, though. All right. Um, I've got Kathy Ireland. Okay. Um, Elle McPherson. Mm-hmm. Tyra Banks. Yeah. Um, Nikki Taylor. I always really liked her look. Yeah. Um, Christy Brinkley. Um, Janice Dickinson, okay. Heidi Klum, really liked her. Yeah. Uh, Adriana Lima, really liked her. <laughs> um, Bar Raffelli, you remember her? Yep. Uh, really liked her as well. <laughs> and my number one on my list of all time has got to be Cindy Crawford. Yeah, I had a massive yeah, crush. yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of forgot about Cindy Crawford. Yeah. And uh, she you still know, looks good today. Though. Oh yeah, she, she does. does. Yeah, the former Mrs. Richard. Yeah. Gere. And she's like doing. I think she's she's like an ambassador for something, or, or used to be anyway, on like some jeans maybe or something. Could be. It's I mean, something her, I saw. So her husband now that she's married to, that she's been married to him for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a big uh, restaurateur. Okay. Right. Like he was a um, he was an owner of like high end restaurants okay. and stuff like that. Okay. I, I I can't remember what his name is, but. But but that's what he was famous for. Okay. So he was he was a f- uh, famous restaurateur gotcha. or what have you. But okay. she was obviously she was ma- uh, I think she was married okay. to Richard Gere. They didn't just date. They were married. Yeah, I feel at like one time. yeah, I feel like marriage is probably yeah. right. Yeah. And is that where is that where she caught him with the gerbil up up his? <laughs> you know what? 
I'm just asking. I'm just, I'm just, I'm. Let me do some research. Yeah, I, inquisitive minds want to know, right? Because the, the the rumor has always been, and and I think that this was a story that came out of Philadelphia. The rumor was always that he, one night, wound up in a hospital with a gerbil up his rectum. It's 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 sort of mythology. So they were married, that's for sure. Yeah, they, they were married. The, haven't right. heard the gerbil yet. Right. Yeah. That that's 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 the thing about Richard Gere, is that he supposedly went to the hospital one night. I think it was in Philadelphia, and had a gerbil up his, you know what? So anyway, I I, I don't know if that's a true story or not. I I don't I don't think it's true. Nothing's coming up. They've probably made sure it oh, was all I, wiped. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I would I would think that that you know was. As far away from them as possibly, but uh, anyway. All right, when we get back, Bob Nightingale joined us earlier in the show, what he had to say about the Braves when we bounce around Major League Baseball. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, the Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game back at a Chuckery show, hanging out in the Kia studios on this Monday evening with you as uh, we're trying to see if Braves and Dodgers are going to get underway here shortly. Um, looks like maybe the start of this game is going to be backed up just a little bit, so obviously rain moving through Atlanta here. Let's uh, head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Speaking of baseball talk, we've talked to our buddy Bob Nightingale, USA Today MLB columnist. Follow Bob on his Twitter page, at B Nightingale. Bob, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta this evening. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Chuck. You know, this this is going to shape up to be, I think, a fun week for the Braves because we we get to see the Dodgers for three games, and really the three healthy starters that we have are all going to pitch Martin's, uh, Morton, Strider, and Elder. And then you got the Phillies for four games where this is our first time seeing them. Um, I'm not saying that you can knock out the Phillies, but you could give them a real good body blow to the ribs if you take three out of four from them. This is shaping up to be a pretty good week, and is this sort of a, a little bit of a litmus test for Atlanta as they're going to see the Dodgers and Phillies this week? Well, particularly Dodgers. You know the Dodgers will be there. Uh, you know, we'll see about the Phillies. I don't think at this point, I mean, it's kind of crazy to say this, uh, you know, week before Memorial Day, but it's almost like it'd be stunning if uh, Atlanta doesn't win the division. You know, it's almost like their division will lose. 
and let's see who's going to be the wild card team. So he'll go along with them. Uh, I just don't uh, see anyone staying with them. You know, Mets possibly if everything goes right. You know, to play a little bit of baseball now with with the young kids. Uh, but you know, I don't I don't see the Phillies staying with them. Phillies uh, have too many uh, too many pitching problems. Uh, so no, I I think you know. I really believe it. it's Atlanta's division to lose, and then we'll see who's going to be playing October one with them. You know, Bob, Charlie Morton has had a bit of a reversal of fortune. He's not giving up the home run ball this year. He's still striking out lots of batters. Uh, I mean, again, for a nearly 40-year-old pitcher, this has been a really good bounce back for him to get on track this year with an ERA below three and five wins already. Yeah, I mean, now we know why, you know, Atlanta getting an extension. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in the industry can raise their eyebrows like, whoa, you know, with his age and stuff, you know, you sure you want to give him $20 million? And, uh, you know, he's such a big mentor in that clubhouse, too. You know, it means so much to so many people. So, no, it's a, uh, you know, great to see what he's doing. Uh, you know, once they start getting all their pitchers back and everything else, you know, it should be a, uh, you know, pretty smooth sailing, you know, not going with it. Everybody, everybody stays healthy. You know, one of the other guys that has been, you know, again, I'm not going to speak for all of Major League Baseball, but certainly here in Atlanta has been Orlando Arcia, who's been both good defensively, but his offense has been outstanding. He's had so many clutch hits, hitting the ball really well, still hitting over 300, a uh, 380 on base percentage. I mean, this this is the best of everything for the Braves that, you know, look, they didn't spend the money on Dansby, and they've got a guy that is just picking right up where he left off. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody that saw this coming. Uh, you know, even the our, our of fans, it's like you know to play to play this good, to play uh, as solid a shortstop, you know, as there is in, in the game right now. Uh, you know, huge, you know, huge uh, help for uh, for Atlanta because uh, everybody thought, oh man, you let Swanson go on the heels of. Uh, you know, Freeman going to, you know, how you can survive that. And they certainly have uh, at a at a very reasonable cost. You know, Bryce Elder is another guy that has been really good for the Braves this year. He pitched a lot of good baseball down the stretch for them last year. Now 3-0 and with a 2.06 ERA. Where are you starting to see him kind of creeping into some of these discussions about, you know, some of the good really good young pitchers in Major League Baseball. I mean, him and Strider are from that same, and Jared Schuster, the guy who pitched yesterday, they're all from that 2020 draft class. And, and you know, over the last couple few years, they've gotten so many good contributions out of their real young guys. Yeah, I mean, give a lot of credit to that scouting department. And, of course, uh, Dana Brown, uh, you know, who's now with the uh, Houston. Uh, no, he was uh, fabulous picking the right guys and everything else. So I think a lot of times what helps is when you have you know, young guys like that just kind of feeding off each other. Uh, you know, you guys says, okay, if he can do it, I can do it uh, type of thing. So it's a uh, you know, great thing to have. I mean, we, you see a lot of the great rotations is having, uh, you know, other guys go along with them. You know, whether it's, you know, Johnson Schilling back in the Dimeck days or, you know, Max, you know, Smoltz and Glavin, you know, Atlanta days. But just nice to see uh, guys push each other. And I think that's what's happening here. You know, nobody wants to be that weak link. Bob Nightingale, National MLB columnist for USA Today, joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. All right, where is Ronald Acuna Jr. this year in as far as pecking order of 
best players in Major League Baseball? Right now, you got to say, I mean, he's a clear-cut winner MVP race, or clear-cut leader, I should say. Uh, you know, if the MVP voting, you know, came in now, uh, he'd be unanimous. Uh, he's playing as, as good, if not better, than any player in the game. I mean, right now, you'd say, okay, it's a, is it Acuna? Is it a, uh, is it Aaron Judge? Is it Shohei Otani? Uh, but with, with what Acuna is doing right now, you'd probably put him uh, above Judge and Otani, too. So let's bounce around the league a little bit, Bob. If uh, if you had a vote today for AL MVP, you giving it to Aaron Judge or are you giving it to a Marcus Simeon from the Texas Rangers? Yeah, or maybe or maybe <laughs> Ronald Garcia of the Rangers. Yeah, what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I I like voting for guys whose teams make the playoffs or in first place. And you know, in this case, what Texas is doing. But yeah, I mean Simeon's been fantastic too, but so has uh, you know so has Garcia. Uh, you know they've had a lot of production. I mean, obviously they're doing well because they're leading the leading the major leagues in runs. You wrote a column here recently about the the rebuild process for the Nationals and Oakland and all that, and you know I I just I, I look at the Oakland A's and I just and, and we've talked about this before. But ten and thirty-eight, Bob, and and it's an embarrassment. And you know they're going to Vegas, and we talked about that. I mean, I, I just I, I look at them as they were a great franchise, not not just a good franchise, but I mean through the seventies to the nineties, they were a great franchise. And now it's just disgraceful. Like, how do we keep these teams from just? I mean, literally, they're not at the bottom; they're they're below the bottom. You know, when it comes to the Oakland A's and. You know, the Nationals are at least respectable. I mean, and they won the World Series a few years ago. But I just look at this Oakland team, and it's like it's embarrassing for the game of baseball how bad they are. Oh, it is. It's, it's a triple-A team playing in a uh, in the major leagues. I mean, they're not just getting beat every night. They're getting hammered every night. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they're okay, respectable in, the, uh, in Houston over the weekend, lost some close ones. But all in all, I mean, uh, with about square by about 170 runs so far, you know, you know, it upsets other owners too. It's like, wait a minute now, this team is getting revenue sharing, so we're paying these guys when they have a uh, a 59 million dollar payroll. Uh, you know, they raise their ticket prices to make sure people don't come. Uh, I think that series against Arizona last week, they drew a total of 9,000 uh, fans. So no, it is embarrassment to baseball. I mean. You know, come uh, you know, come September, everything else. You know, who's ever playing Oakland's got a huge advantage. It's almost like automatic buys. You know, we we've talked about Arizona before, Bob, and I know I know you're in that area. Why why has Arizona been so good? I mean, they they continue to surprise. Twenty seven and twenty, they're plus twelve in run differential. Um, you know, they're nipping at the Dodgers' heels. I mean, can they keep this thing a race for you know one hundred and sixty two? I think they can keep a race for a playoff spot, but not the division. I think at some point the, the lack of pitching shows up. Their bullpen's very shaky. They really had just two primary starters, you know, Zach Gallen. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other guy's name. Uh, he's their number, uh, Merrill Kelly, uh, their number two guy. Uh, and then, then it's then it's just three kids. But they, uh, they're scrappy. They uh very good uh very good defense. Uh, outfield, if that ball's in the air, it's going to get caught. Uh, Corbin Carroll should be uh, 
you know, he's a huge favorite for, you know, rookie of the year. Uh, but yeah, and they, you know, sent a couple of their kids down to uh, outfielders down the Maryland League. Their kids come up and, and uh, play lights out. But been, been playing very, very good defense. And the trade with uh, Toronto has really worked out well. You know, when they when they got uh, Goriel's brother, you know, he's he's done well. And uh, Marino behind the plate has been a fabulous rookie catcher. How frustrating is it to be the Toronto Blue Jays? You sweep the Braves, you're 25 and 22, and you're still eight and a half games out of first place in that division. I mean, that's got to be just like, what do we have to do to, you know, to, to succeed here? But Tampa, Baltimore, you know, the Yankees are sitting at third and they're 29 and 20. Like, there are some real top heavy teams in that division. Oh, it's going to be a shame when one of those five teams don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, right now, it certainly looks like a, uh, the other three are. I mean, we know the AL Central is going to get only one team. Uh, AL West may only get one team. But, yeah, just a uh, unbelievable division. You know, good good for them that there's a new schedule out. So you play sure, 13 times instead of 19 times. It makes it more fair for the uh, wild card races. But, yeah, it's, a, it's unbelievable what they've done. Uh, I'm surprised. I thought Toronto would have a better season, uh, but they've been their their starting pitching hasn't been nearly as strong as I think everybody anticipated. You know, Bob, and I don't know what the numbers are across all of Major League Baseball, but it does seem like that there has been a noticeable uptick in the stolen bases. Um, Ruiz leads baseball with 24 steals. Obviously, Ronald Acuna, he's got 18 steals. You know, you got some guys that are on pace for some pretty good numbers. You know, if nothing else, look, I love stolen bases, and I, I, I love speed in baseball and, and guys just, you know, running around the bases. It does seem like, you know, if nothing else, that part of getting increases in the game has worked out so far in baseball. Yeah, yeah it really has. Uh, you know, stolen base uh, attempts are, are, are up. Not usually up, but they're up, but the uh, – the percentage of being successful right now is at, at, at a record rate. So if you got some uh, decent speed, you're going to take off. You can time those pitchers. Uh, you know the bases are bigger too, so it doesn't make it more fun. You know, hey, that's why you know you get always sick of just guys you know taking walks and stuff like that. Well, if you're going to steal second base, you know, then there you go, you're in scoring position, and that's why runs are uh, you know slightly up this year too. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many. Uh, you know what the, the draft classes are in, in the future. Instead of just trying to get these big boppers and say, you know what, Let, let's get a guy that put the ball in play. You know, I'm like a Luis Arise from a, from Miami. Now you wish he had more speed, but those type of guys that always put the ball in play. I I know it sounds like a funny question in some ways, but is Garrett Cole back? I mean, is I mean he's five and zero. His ERA is barely two. Um, he's made the most starts in baseball. He's got a complete game and a shutout to it. Does it feel like he's back to what he was a few years ago when he was with the Astros? It does. Uh, you know, particularly you're pitching the uh, AL East, uh, great lineups. So, no, I, I, I think he's definitely back. You know, unfortunately for him, unfortunately, unfortunately uh, for him, you're judge what you're doing in September, October. Uh, they got him to be that, that ace uh in, in come October. So, you know, and he's had some uh some bad uh some bad outings uh in the playoffs with the Yankees. So, you know, no matter what doesn't run their season, I think that's what gonna be the litmus test 
is what, what will this guy do uh, you know, to help him get to the World Series. Bob Nightingale, he's the USA Today MLB columnist. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Nightingale. Join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Bob, as always, appreciate a few minutes in Atlanta. We will certainly chat again soon. All right, look forward to it. Thanks, you got it. When Gary Stoken, president and CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, is going to join us up next. We'll talk about this new playoff format, and certainly it does benefit the Peach Bowl. Chuck Ray in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.